We interrupt the latest Blood Red podcast to bring you a quick message from our sponsors. And today we're partnering up with LFC themselves to bring you their new fashion collection. There are hundreds of new fashion products for men, women and kids. They're all exclusive to the club and you won't find these products anywhere else. Designed in Liverpool and suitable for any match or any occasion. For men, the stylish hoodies, smart t-shirts and polos and jackets, as well as comfortable casual wear with hoodies and loungewear. And for women, there's a range of t-shirts and jackets in key autumn colours of grey and burgundy. There's black, grey and neon active wear with a mix and match outfits. And for kids, there's fun, stylish tracksuits, tees, hoodies and jackets and much more. And if you want to see any of the new gear, head over to the official website where Liverpool have got some of their biggest stars on modelling duty. You've got the likes of Virgil van Dijk, you've got Mo Salah and even new signing Alisson all wearing the new fashion range. It's the new Liverpool fashion collection and it's available at all official Liverpool stores, including the stores at Anfield, Liverpool One and Williamson Square and online at liverpoolfc.com store. That's liverpoolfc.com slash store. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. Hi, James. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. No problem. Uh, thanks for asking how I am, by the way. I'm fine. Uh, also with me is Christian Walsh. Hi, Christian. Hi, Ian. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I, I'm feeling a lot better now that somebody's actually inquired as to my well-being, because James would never do that. However, something that James did do is join me at Melwood earlier today. Uh, we were there watching and listening to Jurgen Klopp speaking ahead of the game against Leicester City. But the first question is the only thing that any Liverpool fans are talking about at the moment, and that's the Champions League draw took place last night, seemed to take about 15 hours before the, uh, <laughs> all the balls were actually drawn out, and they came out that Liverpool will be playing Paris Saint-Germain, Napoli and Red Star Belgrade. James, what was your reaction when the, uh, the final ball dropped <laughs> um, in the draw? I, I think it's a great draw, actually. I think it, it could have been, certainly could have been easier. I think you know, we were obviously going through all the p- possible permutations yesterday uh, before the draw, and and there's no doubt, you know, you'd have, from a purely footballing point of view, you'd have had Locomotive Moscow from pot one rather than, than PSG. But, you know, two fantastic games against them to look forward to. You know, you, you immediately think of, you know, the likes of Neymar and Mbappe and Cavani coming to Anfield. You know, what an occasion that's going to be. Napoli as well, you know, tough from, from pot two. Um, and then Red Star Belgrade, who... Know, will will be you, you'd imagine you know the, the rank outsiders in the group, but you know you can guarantee that I think Klopp said himself this promises to be some atmosphere over there because it will mean a huge amount to their supporters to be back in the big time in Europe. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. I think certainly different to a year ago. You go back to then, and I think Liverpool had done a quite a big favour then in terms of the draw. Um, facing the the teams they had in Spartak, Sevilla, and Maribor. Much tougher this time around, but then we're talking about a team that reached the Champions League final last season, so I don't, I don't think there's anything for Liverpool to be unduly worried about. Christian, you're our, as Joe Rimmer would say, resident pothead. Um, you have been on the case for this Champions League draw for quite some time now. Obviously, uh, uh, I think it was Tuesday night that Liverpool found out, sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday. night that Liverpool found out that they would be in pot three. And is this draw, in your opinion, a consequence of them not quite being edged up into that second pot? I was talking to a few people on Twitter about this last night. It's you look at the way that the draws have gone there, and you know they could have easily ended up in a in a group such as Tottenham's, where it's uh, Barcelona, PSV, and Inter Milan. And I think everybody would be saying, "Oh, well, why did Liverpool end up in Pot Three? 
So I think, it, you know, luck does come down to it a little bit, but also I think in terms of probability, I think it was more probable that they would have got a kind of draw if they were in pot two rather than pot three. But, you know, I suppose you look at it, PSG are still waiting for that moment in Europe. They haven't really done anything in the Champions League. They're obviously spending a lot of money to do it. But you look at pot one teams, yes, they have the names, but do they necessarily have the pedigree? You look at Napoli, and obviously they ran um, Juventus very, very close within four points of the Scudetto last season. But new manager, new style, lost basically the metronome in the midfield in Jorginho. He's gone to Chelsea. And then you look at Red Star, who will be an unknown entity. Uh, they knocked out Red Bull Salzburg, but they seem to choke every single season. So, in a weird way, not to be too bolshy, but I think Liverpool have come out of it okay in terms of you look at what could have been waiting for them. And it was a, a choice of two at one point between uh, PSG and Napoli or Atletico Madrid and Borussia Dortmund. That would have been a, not a much harder task, but it was, I think it would have been a sizable task um, when you factor in as well the fact that you know the, the type of intensity that Simeone brings to, to Atletico and the way they play. And then, of course, Dortmund do are being tipped to actually run by and quite close for the Bundesliga this season. So, you know... Ultimately, Liverpool got what they they got. Um, the 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 trick now for Liverpool is to ensure that they get through because if they manage to get through this group stage, I don't think there'll be a problem with pots next season if they manage to get into the Champions League again because they will be pot two. So it, it is what it is. They could have ended up with a you know I know that's really insightful for you <laughs> listeners there, but they they could have they could have ended up with a, a group where you look at the uh, the Schalke Galatasaray, I think. Maribor might be in there again or whoever you know that's how bad it is it's just the way that the balls draw and it's a good test for Liverpool and it's something to, to really get your teeth stuck into Joe speaking to Jan Mulby after the draw name dropper I know yeah it's all part of the draw you're yeah, very dear job, friend Jan say. yes indeed I, and he is pronounced Jan unlike uh, one of our colleagues who shall remain nameless Sam Carroll he pronounces him Jan <laughs> <laughs> and, and did they throw the whole phone call he did yeah yeah <laughs> Anyway, he said that he was actually made up with the draw when I asked him about it. And he, he basically said, this is exactly why you want to be in the Champions League, because you're going to get these nights where, you know, Napoli come to town and Paris Saint-Germain, big, game, big name, sorry, you got named, you got the likes of Neymar, we've mentioned, you know, we haven't mentioned the likes of Cavani and Dani Alves. And, okay, Buffon won't be there because he's banned, but we'll come to that in a bit. And then the away games, all of them are going to be played in, you'd think, pretty lively atmospheres. But if it's one thing that the this Liverpool team have shown in the Champions League run last season it's that they can deal with those kind of things yeah I think that's the, the big thing is that you know for far too long of the last decade or so Liverpool have been on the outside looking in when draws like that were, have been made and you know you've been stuck in the Europa League you know you think I'll tell you what you know, and that isn't a nightmare draw what what is a nightmare draw is what Chelsea have faced mm. in the in their group stage of the Europa League today if you want to see the 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 difference between finishing fourth and fifth um you know that showcases it i think what they got Barte, borisov paok of of uh, greece and Pauk. Pauk. And let's get it right it's is Pauk. it Pauk? yeah it's Pauk. and, yeah. and vidi which i think is a super no, vidi, uh, no. <laughs> vidi, vidi got beat by ike athens didn't they no 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 vidi no, are, are in the group no they, yeah no but they got beat in the champions league they got knocked out. Oh, I see what you qualify. mean, and they dropped yeah, yeah, from yeah, Hungary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, is that where they're from? Yeah, yeah. from Hungary, yeah. yeah. Which so, is ironic, it's in the I supermarket. Know. Which, it's not a good sign when you have How to Google... ironic? When you have to Google <laughs> the name of a club <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to work out where it is. Um, 
yeah, this this is where you want to be, isn't it? And you don't, and you want big big games. You want you want the, the the star names coming to Anfield. You want to test yourself against the best, and and that is what Liverpool have. It's you know, there's no free passes in that in Group C. Um, you know, you'd imagine it'd be three competing for two places in the knockout stages, but you know, we're talking about a Liverpool team that you know that absolutely lit up the competition last season. You know, there's no inferiority complex. They proved they they belong in the, the highest of company. You, you know, you think about what they did to to Spartak and what they did to Porto and you know Manchester City were, were the bookies' favourites to win the competition for a long time. What they did to them, you know, some of the football they played against Roma. Um, and I think if anything, this Liverpool team now is even stronger. You think back to that Roma tie and you know what a crazy finish it was to that. You know, I think with Allison and and just the general more resolute nature of the back line and the greater understanding, you know, I think I'm, I'm really excited because I think you know last season was an absolute joy to follow Liverpool everywhere in in the competition and the adventure they went on and. I think this one's got the makings of another cracker as well. Christian, the other way I look at it is though Liverpool pot three, they're the team that nobody wanted. So Paris Saint Germain and Napoli saw that draw and went, oh, for God's sake, that's just the one thing we didn't want. And it's interesting that certainly Ancelotti came out and said, Look, we're playing against Paris Saint Germain and Liverpool and he said they're two teams who can who can win the tournament. And I think PSG's president, I think, said something along the same lines about Liverpool. Yeah, you look at PSG and they must be kicking themselves because, as I said before, Europe is very much the the itch that they yet to scratch, really. And you know they spent as, as much money as possible and seem to throw it away with every conceivable manner, including uh, at Barcelona and somehow losing six one after leaving four nil in the first leg. So they would have been disappointed because you look at some of the other teams that that PSG could have drawn. They could have ended up with a group including you know Porto and uh, PSV Eindhoven, for example. So so they're looking at that as well, and that's 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 what Liverpool brings to the table. That 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 air of prestige and class and. Uh, it was funny. I was, I was reading through Twitter. Um, I was just searching through to see what like Palestinian German fans were saying, or just in general. Um, couldn't really speak French. So that was a big problem. Um, <laughs> but I was uh, as I was flicking through, there was a lot of neutral fans who were just going, you know, PSG, Liverpool, flames emojis. So I think <laughs> it's seen as probably the tie of the group stage. Yeah, I, 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 I think. yeah. I think the only other one you could say argue Barcelona, Tottenham, Barcelona, Tottenham. Yeah. But I think Juventus yeah. United. Juventus United for a different way though. Factor, the yeah. Ronaldo factor, yeah, the Emery and also, Champ factor as well. Yeah, yeah, Emery Champ. <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, so. Ultimately, as much as you want to sort of concentrate on Liverpool, you've got to look at Napoli and you've got to look at PSG and, and, and they're kicking themselves because they could have got a much easier draw. And you're looking at someone like Red Star Belgrade who are basically going first time back in the first time in the Champions League, first time since 91 when they won it, I think. I think they were in it in the actual competition ninety the following season. The following, the following season they were in it but didn't get to the final group stages. Mm. So this is just for them a, a, a remarkable opportunity. Uh, I, I was watching the Salzburg um, Belgrade game <laughs> they, because they weren't very happy at the end, were they? Salzburg, some of their players Salzburg weren't, too, weren't too pleased. They weren't. That was because a, a, a fairly sizable contingent of the uh, ten thousand away following from Belgrade decided to come onto the pitch in Salzburg. So it was a pitch invasion from the away fans. I, I think what also needs to be pointed out is the atmospheres. Well, uh, I was, I was going to say that to James actually. Going to ask him. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> you look at the three the three venues that they're going to be played. A little bit moody. A little bit moody. 
Yeah, I think probably especially the the, the trip to Naples. I think anyone you've not done that, have you? No, I, I haven't. I've, I've done it. Yeah, see Naples and yeah, see Naples and nearly yeah, there. Yes. I've heard a few stories <laughs> yes. from people that did go in in 2010. Yeah, um, and there was a, there was retribution as well. There was there was so that's something you know we're not going to make a big deal of this now, but that's something to keep an eye on. But there could have been James. Well. We're all excited about the games and the, and, and the opposition. There could have been three slightly more accommodating venues that Liverpool fans could be going to. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I think all of them will have their own kind of different issues on the kind of security and fan safety front. Um, you know, I think, yeah, obviously Naples is the one that, that jumps out of you because, because of what happened when, you know, a group of Liverpool fans were attacked by Ultras back in 2010. Um Obviously, I think I've, I've not been to a PSG game, but you know, I, I think you know there, there has been you know issues issues there previously, and obviously Serbia as well. I think I know there's been some debate on social media in terms of just you know how safe that that trip will be. Um, although Liverpool, obviously, on the back of Marco Gruic, do have you know a decent mm. following actually in uh, in Serbia. So you'd like to think that that might. Uh, smooth things over basically like Kofi Annan isn't he yes. just get, get, get yeah. him to smooth it over before <laughs> Liverpool go guest over of, guest of honour back from Hertford <laughs> Berlin for the, uh, for yeah, the they, day they'll, they'll have they'll have uh, Jordan Shaqiri instead and you know you, you, anyway moving on James you were, you were in the middle of saying something no no I'd said everything I had to say on that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think PS- PSG is probably the uh, the friendliest one, and that's not all Kokovan and Pano Chocolat. It's um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you get a few more stereotypes? Not, not more people going down the road on their bicycle in their stripy shirts. Garlic the yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on strike. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it. Uh, it'll have a it'll have a bit of a knock on effect. Obviously, the atmospheres will be intense. Um, the Anfield will be rocking for for all three games as well. Um, as I said, Belgrade, I think, took about 10,000 to Salzburg. They might bring the whole of the city to uh, to Anfield. But what that also means is that they will be very intense games on the pitch. And that's that's the real concern in terms of this group and how Liverpool... It's great that they've got a really good group and it's going to test the metal against some of Europe's best or certainly you know some of Europe's trickiest sides. But what is the knock-on effect when you look at the, the league campaign from that? You know... I did something today. Uh, Twenty-two days. They've got seven fixtures, and the only winnable what the only one that you'd hang your hat on winning is Southampton at home. And it, once they get out of that, it's going to be such an intense three weeks. It just depends how they recover after that. Well, that's what they got the squad for, isn't it, James? Yeah, and I think that's why you know Klopp has said I think quite 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 a few times in recent weeks that the approach before this international break. Was, was always going to be very different to the way that he'll approach things over the, the months that come because you know we've seen an unchanged Liverpool team for the first three games wouldn't massively surprise me if it was unchanged for four um, but uh, you know he, he will have left though those who haven't been involved so far in no doubt that they will have a big part to play because as Christian said when you look at when you look at the the, the schedule coming up, it's absolutely brutal, and and you're suddenly going from having the luxury of a week between games to recover. Klopp talked today about being able to have three really intensive training days, and then obviously you ease it off a couple of days before the game, and you have the recovery after the Brighton game last weekend. Well, you know that's going to be a luxury that that's not not going to be afforded to him very often at all going forward now this season. Um, so yeah, that's that's where the depth is going to be tested. It'll also probably be where he has to grapple with a few injury issues as as well. And, uh, and, and that's, 
that's that's why Liverpool that's why Liverpool invested like they did in the summer um, to ensure that they can challenge on on more than one front. I think you know a few people were saying to me last night, you know, what do you think he should prioritise this season? Or should it be the Premier League? Should it be the Champions League? Well, with the way the squad is at the moment, I don't think I don't think you have to prioritise either. I think the, the squad's strong enough to have a, a proper good go at, at both, um, and I think it'll it'll be a kind of a horses for courses approach once. Liverpool come back after the September international break because clearly you know he, he can't keep going with the the eleven that he's put out there so far. Been do you reckon Fabinho will be on the on the old blower to Mbappe, Christian? I don't be uh, tapping up at Anfield <laughs> on September eighteenth. I was just thinking that when you, when James was saying about you know the changes, we could have a situation there where Fabinho makes his Liverpool debut at home to PSG. Now we know them very well from his time at Monaco, of course. So. The, there are so many players at the moment who haven't yet featured, and ultimately, I wouldn't say it's sink or swim because it's you know Jurgen Klopp doesn't think uh, with such short termism. But there's 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 a whole host of players here who during that seven game stretch are, are going to get runouts in in pretty important games, whether that's Tottenham away, Chelsea at home in the cup, which I know it's the League Cup, it's the fourth down the pecking list of you in fact you know what Jurgen Klopp wasn't even asked about it today was he at no. the press conference nobody even, no, mentioned, nobody even mentioned a word to him about it but it's still it. a trophy in Liverpool have yeah, only won yeah. one since 2012 whether it's a, a trip to Napoli all of these games it's Liverpool are going to have to call upon Fabinho they're going to have to call upon Jadon Shaqiri Daniel Sturridge Adam Lallana Jordan Henderson there's everybody's talking about Liverpool's great squad death but there's actually not much in terms of empirical evidence at the moment because we don't know how Shaqiri will do in a competitive fixture. We don't really know what what to expect from Fabinho. Uh, you know, even Daniel Sturridge, in a way, he's going to start playing more and more minutes. You know, will his body hold up? Same with Adam Lallana. So it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be a very intense three weeks where I think it will answer a lot of questions that still linger over Liverpool. Hopefully. The players who he calls upon can bring the right ones. I think it might be a bit of a slight education for supporters in the sense that last season they saw Liverpool knocking seven past Maribor, seven past Spartak Moscow, five past Porto, you know, even five past Roma. And certainly in this group, from from what I'm led to believe, Red Star aren't a team that ships that amount of gold. Certainly PSG might be a slightly leaky, but that's only because they commit so many plays forward. And Napoli. They're, they're Italian. They're, they're, okay, they are renowned as being a bit more of an attacking side, but the difference on the Ancelotti yeah. now, though, it's yeah, exactly. Sardis, that's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so, in some ways, that's a bit of an unknown quantity. But Liverpool fans are going to have to get used to the fact this could be a tight group, couldn't they, James? Yeah, but I don't think that will be is an undue concern. I think I think most fans would accept that Liverpool aren't going to steamroller. Uh, certainly not going to steamroll a PSG or, or, or Napoli, um, despite you know what they did to to Napoli in Dublin earlier on this month. I think that you know Klopp said when he was asked about it, you know that will count for absolutely nothing. And Are you, you sure know, it'll count the, for nothing? Will yeah. That not, will that? No. Will that? It was a training exercise. Yes, will really. that not count for something in the minds of some of their players? I don't think so. No, because you know that I think did, did they kick off a week a week after the Premier League? I think I think. Liverpool were were further advanced in their preparations and only by a week though. The yeah, but I still think you manage it as well. Remember, yeah. they're getting used to Sari's style of play was so yeah. different to what Ancelotti does. I think what's what's a lot more significant is since they actually kicked off the new Serie A season, they've turned over Lazio and, and AC Milan. Hmm. Um, two 0 down. AC yeah, Milan, and yeah. they have got some 
you know, we didn't really see it that day, but what, what they got Mertens and Insignia, Callahan, yeah, Koulibaly yeah. at the back, yeah, obviously Zielinski, Zielinski, who yeah, obviously yeah. nearly became a Liverpool player a couple of years back. So, um, no, I, I think it will be a different, you know, some very different type of tests. And also, I think Liverpool have shown this season, haven't they? The other, the other side to the the game now that they have that ability to to grind out wins. Whether you know last season in the Champions League, especially it. it it, you know, you almost felt like it was a shootout where they were having to go and outscore teams, and that there were some crazy scorelines, especially, you know, what happened against Roma in the semi-final. And I think, you know, with Allison on board now, and and just the increased presence and reassurance of Van Dijk and the impact he's had on the back line, means that I think we probably will see a, a slightly different Liverpool in, in terms of the, the, their approach to the Champions League. It's very high high stakes as well, though this this next month because it, the, the two periods in between the international break. Because obviously nothing's won or lost at this stage of the season. Well, the Carabao Cup could be lost. Well, I was about to say. So you know, let's say worst case scenario, let's do Munger. Liverpool could be out the Carabao Cup, be playing catch up in the Champions League, and very much be off the pace in the Premier League. The other flip side is, to that isn't this my job to say things like this? It is, but well, no, no because what I'm going to do, I'm going to give the happy part now as well. Let, let James do that. <laughs> but well, I'll, I'll paraphrase what James was saying. They could be into the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. They could be, you know, four points from from their opening two games in in the Champions League, and they might have navigated with the the, the three games against Tottenham, Chelsea, and Manchester City, and and come out pretty much unscathed but the problem there is that I think if it doesn't go very well it will feel like the season's drifting away whereas if it goes well nothing it doesn't feel like the, the season's still within their grasp there's still a hell of a lot of work to do so it's going to be interesting mentally for the fans more than anything I feel to not lose their heads no matter what happens between now and, and mid-October well, the reality is, James. As much as positive as you try and be, they're not going to win all of those games, are they? Who there will be there will be one <laughs> there will be one or two slip ups along the way. Even if they weren't playing any Champions League games or Carabao Cup games, they've still got a fixture list that's coming up with is it Tottenham away, City at home, Chelsea away, three and four, isn't it? So that in itself is difficult. But then, as Christian mentioned, then you add on the the, the fact that the Champions League, the way the games have gone, at least they're playing Paris Saint-Germain at home first, yeah, which I think, I, is, I which do, I think is, a, is yeah, a big deal, actually. Yeah, I do think the way the, the fixtures fell for them Champions League-wise are, are just about perfect. I think I think you're right, you know, that's a, a cracking game to kick it off with PSG at home. And then, you know, if you can beat them, then that really sets you up because I think then, then you go to Naples, not under massive pressure, um, you know, a, a draw there. would You know, if you could take four points from those first two games... Going into a, a double header against Red Star, you'd, you'd expect Liverpool to beat home and away. You know, that's that's your ten points, and you're effectively in the knockout stages. And and the you know the the back end of the group stage is it almost looks after itself. So yeah, I think it's it's you know it's, it's what you want though, isn't it? You know, it's what it's 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 going to be completely different for Klopp that state the next stage of the season compared to the the opening mm. month. Um, you know, it, you know, he quite often moans, doesn't he, when 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 the schedule's tough about the fact they don't train and um, <laughs> they won't be doing much training. I wouldn't have thought in September and October just because of of the the weight of games that are, are coming at them. And of, of course, you know, the, the Carabao Cup game against Chelsea at Anfield, you, you'd imagine we'd see a, a huge amount of changes for that, um, just because I think there's so many big games either side of it. But you know. After all the talk about the squad being so strong, you know, the, 
I still think there's good reason to believe that Liverpool could have a, a proper good go in that without it having any detrimental effect on what happens in the in the more important competitions. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I mean, Klopp was getting a little bit, I wouldn't say worry, but he did drop in the conversation today about the international break and then we let our players go off, do this, that and the other. He mentioned the Brazilians going to, going across, you know, across the walls having to come back and this and you can tell that he's already thinking this will be great provided I get all my players back because he'll know I reckon he'll know exactly what team he wants to or no, what team wants to play in the League Cup what team he wants to play against that Southampton game what team he's thinking of playing at against PSG he'll know who he wants to play it's just a matter of all the players being available I go along with that I think he will almost take this block as a block and I think he will he will have a good idea about what his strongest team is and, and that's the team you will see against, I believe, probably PSG, Tottenham, Chelsea, yeah, Manchester City, and Napoli. And then, as you say, there's the there's the Chelsea and the uh, you know there might be one or two changes within those, but the general spine of the team will be the same. And you've got the Southampton and, and Chelsea games where I think he'll he'll know exactly which you know at the moment peripheral players will will come into the fold. So. I think what 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 else you've got to the big thing that relies upon is a all of his players navigating this international break without picking up any sorts of knocks or injuries or niggles. B Jordan the the, the three weeks where they played them seven games, it doesn't happen then, and then C which I think is the, you know it's obviously with, with the other end of it then but after the Man City game it's another international break and. I bet you he's cursing that more than anything because after after a run like that, all he would want to do is have his team for a week to, to look after them, you know, mentally and physically, and and sort of you know, calm them down and 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 get ready for the next phase of the season, if you will. He won't be able to do that because Arsenal will be across the world. Well, I'm going so, to say, don't, don't forget that this isn't just Liverpool. This is happening to. This is all of the clubs are in exactly the same position. Yeah, it's it's really. I, I can't think off the top of my head Tottenham's the way Tottenham's things fallen, but you know that's not that's not easy in Milan and Barcelona mm. at some point. Um, you know I think Man City got a f- fairly favourable one. United um, is a bit tough, isn't it? Especially the way things are going at Old Trafford at the moment. Yeah, that that's the one where you look at it and go, well, that that could go you know really badly wrong in the similar way Chelsea did in 2015-16. It's it's not a problem unique to Liverpool, but it's a problem that is unique to Klopp, I'd say. Um, because last season, this is the first season where he's had the Champions League to contend with and he's had proper Champions League games. It's no disrespect to Seville, Maribor and Spartak Moscow, but they won two games 7-0 last season. Yeah. And it was almost like a Europa League group. It was, it, really? you know, and, and then you had the Sevilla as sort of like uh, the, the two the, big teams. Even, even Sevilla when they went 3-0 up in the, in the second, it just, just switched off. Yeah. the ball completely, yeah. didn't it? That, yeah. that should have been a, a routine win um, as a well. A routine so 3-0 away win? A routine 3-0 away win. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, this is this is a step into the unknown for Jurgen Klopp I believe um, in a way and it'll be very interesting to see how he, he manages to navigate it I think the the other thing that he touched upon a bit in pre-season which I think is a bit of an annoyance to him is, is the fact that these, this change internationally to the Nations Cup that, that he, he feels that I think his quote in pre-season when he was talking about it was, "Oh, great! Let you know what were friendlies. Let's let's make that more competitive." Because I think got one, one of them is a friend for England. One of them is a friendly. One of them is Spa- a, Spain's Spain's, a, the, Spain's the Nations League, yeah. whatever it's called. And and I, so I think I got the I got the impression that I think his annoyance was, "Well, hang on, you know, at least when they go away for friendlies, you know, 
you, you tended to maybe get the odd favour here or there in terms of minutes and a bit of common sense and also a bit of experimentation where so so your key players may not be expected to play a couple of times in a in a short period but you know I think I think that that's probably a concern for him as well because you know how many times have we have we been there where you know he crosses his fingers go you know when they, they, they all the players will disappear off after the the game at the king power on saturday you know he won't see them for for 10 days and you know that must just be you know such such an annoyance for him the fact that you know you know he, t- he mentioned him today didn't he the brazilian contingent obviously won't be getting back till probably late on the wednesday um from america playing for brazil and then suddenly you know you've got a lunchtime kickoff against tottenham on the on the saturday you know it's it's not exactly great preparation for what is such an important game. I'm more impressed that he knows what the Nations League is. <laughs> is that have they got Croatia and somebody else? No idea. Or is it just them three? No idea. Croatia and Spain. I think it's only three. Three and, three and one of them goes through, through, and the other one has to play off with the dad or something like that. I don't know. But I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, one thing we need to point out, we, we touched on it before, is that PSG will be without uh, Buffon for the first three games, so he won't be playing at Anfield. And for the first game, they'd also be without Baratti because they both got sent off playing for different clubs. Uh, Verratti was at PSG, and then you, uh, Buffon was at Juventus playing against Real Madrid. Yeah, Michael Oliver. Was it Michael Oliver? It that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the, he ran on the massive rants, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was an absolute disgrace that night, wasn't he? So. Yeah, he kind of let himself down a little bit, didn't he? A I little like, bit. A little bit. Well, yeah, well, I'm looking at. Okay, he let himself down a lot, but overall in his career, he he doesn't tend to do something like that. No. And he kind of thought that was his last chance to. To like win the Champions League, didn't I think he? I'd rather and be to be honest, it's because he's in Liverpool's group, so he's got no chance. I think I'd rather be from place. Well, he's he not going to, is he? No, no, but well, you better write a strongly worded email. <laughs> let's let's just finish this podcast now. <laughs> then, I think he's finished. You think he's finished? Yeah, he's not finished. He's uh, Italian. No, I I think he's I think he's absolutely finished. I I I just it's a, it's such a bizarre move. I think he should have retired when he left Juventus. And I'm massively going to backtrack now because I, I shouldn't say he's finished, but he's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe some people say he's finished. <laughs> but he is. I don't. I, I, don't, I, 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 I will. I will interrupt you there, Christian, before you embarrass yourself any further. <laughs> no, no, um, he's not, he, he is not. He is not. He is not the goalkeeper he's about he used to 50. be. Fifty. What do you expect? <laughs> it doesn't matter. He doesn't get a goal head start because he's fifty. No, but you know, come on, cut the band some slack. Ariola's better. <laughs> well, that's another matter entirely. <laughs> anyway. James, it is also deadline day today, would you believe? It no is, No one seems yeah. to be talking about it, though, because Liverpool can't sign anybody. However, uh, it looks like at least one player is going to be going. Shea or Joe went on loan. It was confirmed yesterday. It was yesterday, wasn't it? It's been a long week. Yeah. I think to, it to, 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 to Rem. Is that how you pronounce it? Or Reems. Is it Reems? Reems, Re- yeah. I know it's Ren. Is it not Ren? Ask no. the fellow of the uh, baguette and the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's gone on loan for the season uh, and it looks like while you know uh, Arigi's been linked up with moves away uh, Pedro Chiravea Dominic Solanke possibly to Rangers uh, and Arigi it looks like it could just be Markovic Yes uh, as it stands at this current time uh, Lazar Markovic likely to be the only player leaving today um, I think Anderlecht's probably the, the most likely place it was either them or or PAOK um, <laughs> yeah, he was he was considering uh, the two of them but I think um, obviously he knows Anderlecht he spent the second half of last season there um, it was 
yeah, the end of an, an era, I think, for Liverpool. You just <laughs> describe, <laughs> describe it as, um, you know, finally I smell br- a headline. Bringing, <laughs> the, bringing the curtain down on his uh, on his, his Liverpool career. You know, I think we touched upon it last we week did, in yeah. the pod, didn't we? So about you'll, you'll always have the, Sunderland. Yeah. The, um, just, yeah, just been... Let, a, let, you know, let's, not, let's not be nasty to him again. No, let's, let's not, not be nasty, nasty to him let's again. But, you know, Liverpool have, but have, have nasty, rightly yeah. been lauded for the recruitment in the last three or four years has been absolutely top draw. Um, but yeah, that 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 one harks back to a previous era, shall we say? Um, and yeah, hopefully, he, he is able to go elsewhere and and get his career going again. Because he's still only twenty four. Yeah, you know, he's still. Yeah. You know, he's been in, been in, you know, obviously it was four years ago since Liverpool signed him, and it, he came with such a big, you know, great pedigree. And but you know, I think Avram Grant and. I think Nemanja Matic and uh, absolutely talked him up and you know, talked about him now we uh, as being messy like yeah. and all this. And um, I, I'm amazed that no other clubs of any decent stature have come in for him. Um, you know, clearly Liverpool have waited and waited till the very last second to try and get money for him. But you know, someone asked me earlier whether it was likely to be a loan or a permanent, and the brutal reality is it makes absolutely no difference because. Liverpool are resigned to to not not getting anything for him. So if it's a free transfer now or a season long loan and he goes on a free next summer, it's pretty much irrelevant. And if there is a small fee involved, I imagine that would probably end up having to go to subsidise his his wages anyway, because uh, I can't imagine that Anderlecht are, are willing to take on what he's on at Liverpool. Christian, sorry, go, uh, go on. No. A little bit, a little bit. What? Just In the space of twenty bit. seconds, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all I'm saying is, you look at you look at all of those players. He 17. came into. Don't you? <laughs> he came into. Give me as many seconds as on the back. Just of his get shirt. on with it. Okay. You look at the, the 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 situation he was coming into and the the problems that that the club was having in general at that time. You look at the likes of Chan, Lovren, Lalana who came in the same summer and Ricky given Roberts. an opportunity to develop under Klopp. I think his confidence was absolutely torn to pieces when uh, Brendan was there. I think he was played out of position. I don't think the management trusted him. He was obviously signed by somebody who wasn't necessarily the manager and therefore there was that little bit of conflict there. And you look at what happened to... Balotelli was a write-off anyway. Ricky Lambert was a, a, obviously a veteran striker who wasn't going to do much long-term anyway. But you're looking at Lovren, Chan, Lalana, those three deals stand up quite well now, and you just wonder if he'd have been afforded similar treatments and uh, you know a similar opportunity. But alas, by the time Klopp came in, he was a busted flush already. Hmm. But he wasn't basically. Uh, I th- I'd say the difference between him and the other players that Christian mentioned is that mentality. Yeah, mentality, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also just yeah, it, and built into that is the way they responded. Mm. It wasn't like those players suddenly got a chance under Klopp because mm. he just thought I'll chuck him in and see how they got on they showed him at Melwood on a daily basis that they deserved and merited another go And well if you've got to say if you had three <laughs> three players that were in Liverpool's squad last season they'd be, that were up forever bounced back from being criticised three that would be up there would be Chandler, Lana and, uh, and Lovren yeah and uh, the, the fact of the matter is Klopp clearly uh, you know, he, he's had enough of a look at Markovic. He's not stupid. You know, if he if he felt that Markovic at any point during his reign could have done a job for him, then then we'd have seen him in a Liverpool shirt. The fact that he hasn't made an appearance since what was it QPR in May 2015 um, tells you everything you need to know. Uh, does it tell us something that we need to know about Liverpool though? That Divacarigi looks as though he's staying. I know that you've regularly reported that Liverpool are asking for 27 million pounds and that. 
regularly teams take one look at that and go, well, we'll try and talk them down and ultimately fail to do it. I think Brucey Dortmund were the latest to try last week until I think Liverpool called off talks. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, obviously Liverpool have their valuations for players and they weren't willing to budge. I think you, know, you go back probably a month and I remember writing a piece saying that Liverpool wanted 20 million for Danny Ings. <coughs> Excuse oh, me. I knew. And um, £27 million for Origi. And I think people scoffed at, at both those valuations, as it was, that you know they effectively got what they wanted for, for Ings, you know, although they're having to wait 12 months as initial loan, and Southampton will pay that fee next summer. Um, I think the problem with Origi is that it was just, there's been so little to back it up. I think he's got, he's got so much potential, but I, I, I wasn't massively surprised that no one was prepared to, to meet that asking price. And, I, and I think he's he's still so young, um, and and I think there is that nagging feeling that if you let him go on the cheap, he could go elsewhere, um, and and end up making you regret it. The Liverpool have decided, do you know what, you know, we're better off keeping him here. And um, I thought I thought with if he stayed, I thought they might have considered a loan for Solanke, um, but you know as it is, it looks like Klopp's you know get happy to keep them both on board and. That's not a bad thing because who knows what's going to happen going forward. I mean, obviously, Firmino, Touchwood is an absolute machine in terms of the amount of football he plays. We've seen Sturridge, um, you know, surprise everyone with the way that he, the way that he performed in pre-season. But as we know, there's big question marks over his ability to stay fit during a season. So, Origi and Solanke, you know, certainly one of them, if not both of them, could well still have a, a, a bit an important part to play. Final thing then, there's actually a game this weekend. It is at Leicester City. Christian, uh, Jamie Vardy, if he's having a party, it won't be on the pitch. He's <laughs> banned. Uh, that's good news for Liverpool, isn't it? Oh, his record against Liverpool and top six stars in general is phenomenal. Is so it seven in his last six games against Liverpool or something, something like, like that? that. Yeah. Yeah. And, a, and a missed yeah. penalty. Um, that was a crazy game down there. 3-2 last, last season. 3-2 yeah. and uh, Mignolet trying his best to, to, to make that 3-3 three, three and then rectified it with a brilliant penalty save. Uh, yeah, it's it's a big, big boost for Liverpool. He's he's a type of player, um, and not just because he scores against Liverpool, but in general, who you're very wary about coming up against simply because he he is a threat, he's a danger, he's a pest, um, and he's a goal scorer. Um, it would have been fascinating actually to see how we do up against our, um, up against Gomez and Van Dijk because obviously Liverpool's you know very much newly lauded uh, centre back partnership. I think it'll be will be Okazaki instead. Um, is that Inacho. Inacho, Inacho. So he's 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 talented enough. He's somebody who hasn't necessarily kicked on since he's left Man City, but he's he's somebody that Liverpool have got to keep an eye on. Um, but I think Leicester are one of those teams. They're the decent. I think they'll probably be top eight, certainly top half. I think they're capable of of a positive results, but. Ultimately, if Liverpool are hoping to have any real designs of winning this Premier League, they've got to be winning. Yeah, I think Leicester are quite good, actually. I think, I I think it'll be a tough game for them. I think it'll be sort of on par with Palace in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I think, I think I would be surprised if Leicester become the first team to score against Liverpool this season, let's put it that way. I mean, James, you've mentioned before, hinted that you wouldn't be surprised to see no changes. Is that what you really think? <laughs> you think I just lied earlier on? <laughs> I think you may have had a little bit of time to think about it. No, 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 it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think the only the only possibility is probably exactly the same as what we said this time last week was does he keep faith with the, the midfield three or is it time for Jordan Henderson to make his first start of, of the season um, and is it do you know what I, I think I'd probably keep it the same just because I know you could say Keita I thought was 
was was below par last weekend. But you know, again, with a, a full week to prepare on the training ground, I I just I just I I, I think I'd probably keep with what it is, and then you know what, what what he has done in the first three games is is bring Jordan off the bench um, to to try and uh, you know ensure Liverpool held on to what they had in the in in the final quarter and. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change that. Christy, what do you think? I mean, I think there will be some changes. I, I think Henderson might changes come in. more than yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think Henderson might come in. I think he might change. I don't know. Trent at right back. I think he might be. I think Klein might come in. But Klein hasn't played any football at all. But he's got to play at some point. Incredible. I know, but you can't. You can't go from not being in the squad to starting. I'm just saying. I don't agree with you, Ian. I'm with James. But I do agree with you that it's a tough game. Because <laughs> I, think, that I just one. think Claude. I just think Claude Puel is a bit of a strange fellow. I isn't just he? going back he's to the Klein thing. I just think there will be a change somewhere along the lines that we aren't seeing. I'm just putting well, like that I think, one I out think there. it could be Shakiri for Mane. Shakiri for Mane. I think I think one or two of the players. You know, I'm saying Trent because he actually got name checked name checked by Klopp after the game, saying he looks like he's struggling with the intensity in the second half. And I know there's been a full weeks since the game's been played, but you know they're not all going to play all of the games. as but we've said and clients have to play at some point not just him as you mentioned Shakiri. they're all going to have to play at some point at what point do you put them in not yet I would, <laughs> I would suggest but but you're saying Claude Puel is a bit strange well I think he's the most boring manager in the Premier League <laughs> isn't I he? tell you what he's like this is Claude Puel press conference you can't yeah. hear him. I remember being down there last year that was it and said to someone was there anything decent in Puel's press conference oh we couldn't hear him <laughs> no, one, no one heard him that was me <laughs> He could have so been like, anything. It was like, all right, fair enough. We, we won't bother with his quotes then. If he, he just I whispered. A, I want a full transcript. <laughs> but it was like, he I think saying anything good. Like it just seemed such an underwhelming appointment, you know, giving him the job. But you know, they they won two out of their first three, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and they should well, have. They should have got something from the first game at United. Yeah. Well. Although apparently, United. apparently Wolves were they were bad value yeah. for the win. Well, apparently yeah, Wolves really were better than Yeah. Yeah. Um, How unlike Harry Maguire was that goal, by the way, the one that he scored. When I heard Harry Maguire score the last minute, yeah, I thought exactly. You know. ahead of, and then so I saw you know watch match of the day, and it's like, oh, where's this? Oh, he's had a shot right in. Yeah, unreal. He's 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 a, he's a strange character as well, Maguire, isn't he? Slabber, as they call him. Um, he's got, he has got a very big head. They've got to be wary of that. And but that you know that it, when you've got so, someone like him who's a, such a threat, it is a with his big head. That is a proper test of Liverpool's yeah. head size. What we what we hope. It, it, what we think is a yeah, newfound yeah, resilience, yeah. especially in terms of the set pieces and for Allison uh, as well. Um, you know, we kind of said a few weeks back then oh, his proper introduction to English football will be uh, Selhurst Park. Although Liverpool controlled that game for such long periods, that he didn't really, he wasn't really tested that much. Um, you'd, you'd have thought, you know, Leicester will have a, a more of a, a serious go at him. Um, and yeah, the you know the the kind of aerial prowess of Van Dijk and Gomez. Will come under scrutiny again. Salah so, run rings round Maguire last in both games, if I remember. Yeah, at home. we held him off for one of the goals. Yeah, yeah. He's very, very strong. They've right. just, just got to avoid this. I call this the Stoke, the Stoke game, where if you remember the Kenny season of 2011 12, really good start, everybody was buoyant. Then he went to Stoke on the fourth game of the season and he lost 1 0. And then he went to Tottenham actually the game after and lost 4 0. 4 0. Yeah. That feels like an article. But hopefully they don't lose 1 0 to Leicester. Thank you. Uh, predictions then on the scores. I'm going one all. One all, yeah, yeah. I th- I think this is a lot more difficult game than I think people realise. I think Klopp again was 
quite keen to make this point during the press conference. He was talking about, you know, it's going to be, we're going to try really hard to try and win this, but it's not, you know, it's no given this, that, and the other. I think he was, you know, okay, he always says stuff like that, but he was quite keen to make a point as if to tell, say to everybody, hang on, Leicester are quite good. So I'm going 1 0. I'm going 2 1 Liverpool. I think I'll go 1 0 as well, you know, Zoily. Eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows. Negative, a point at the. Premier League champions from 2016 I did just say though if they don't win they'll not win the title right and on that stupid comment <laughs> <laughs> we will bid you farewell tune in next time where we will look back at a much changed Liverpool taking on Leicester cheerio this is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield 